0: Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly.
1: Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here, coming to you live from Tampa, Florida. Well, as Tom Stencil said, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. So we have seen that there was a representation of 75 countries on the platform uh, with a lot of people that we are going to cover today. So if you were up all day, started at 9 a.m., you had the Get Fit Tornado, and then moving into Coffee Talk, it talked about direct-to-consumer channels, looking at 2020 federal elections, as well as Produce Industry leaders Program alumni. Well, then once that was done, 11 o'clock hit with the workshops. There was a lot of workshops today talking about adaptation and transformation, adding COVID-19 to the produce safety job description, indoor ad conversation, Spanish language session, the state of the industry, a forecast of the future, and as well as the future of fresh produce in schools, a state agency perspective. A couple of those were the Cornell programs, so you had to have the pre-registered to get into those. And then from 12 to 1, we had our closing live general session, which I would say it was a more of see you next week uh, than closing like you would see at the normal United Fresh show. So today is also cool because we have my closing remarks as well as interviews with connect food quick locks royal four systems and united fresh so there's a lot in store today so let's get started good morning good morning did you start your 9am with the get fit tornado now i'm not gonna lie I did not. I did jump onto the session to see some of this, you know, cardio, kickboxing, strength, yoga, Pilates action, because I figured I had to see if I was able to do it. I had interviews this morning and a lot of other things that were going on uh, from the previous day's connections. Um, I'm also looking at some of my V cards that come in overnight, as well as any comments or anything in my inbox. So it was a little bit of, I had to get prepared for the day instead of doing the tornado session. But I did check in on it. It looked fantastic. I'm not sure if I would have been able to keep up for an hour. So for all of you who did, woo, congratulations uh, for keeping up between the 9 and uh, the 10 o'clock hour today. Uh, It was really cool. Now, moving on to 10 o'clock, because I was not involved with the Tornado Fitness, we were at Coffee Talk. Now, I went to the direct-to-consumer channel, uh, which I thought was interesting because I think is a big play in the change we have today. And the question was, is it a permanent change? So we had Keeney Produce on the line who gave us a few thoughts about their business, how their business dropped from 85% overnight. I mean, entirely, almost all of their business was food service business. So they had to figure out new ways for this direct-to-consumer channel. Now, we went out into break rooms, and there was a lot of great questions. Uh, We heard from uh, Fresh Start, who started working direct-to-consumer with experiences. Um, We had a lot of companies that were asking questions on how to do this. Um, There was companies that were over the last couple weeks that are tailing into this, trying it out. They're going to direct a consumer uh, with white glove boxes or special occasions. So um, this model is out there. And as I said in the model, you know, it's more than selling a piece of fruit anymore. You know, and another person said that we almost have to take the Chick-fil-A model of it's our pleasure. So we got to have empathy when it involves all these new programs and how we go about conducting our business. So how will this change, though? as an industry if we are able to move forward with direct to consumer models. I would suggest if you're looking at starting a direct to consumer model, you have curbside pickup, I would suggest going back, listening to some of this and finding some of the subject matter experts that we're talking and communicating during this session to see if you could reach out to them because I think the biggest thing with a direct to consumer model is gonna be collaboration and communication from multiple parties. Not one person is gonna be able to service this. We've seen this in the produce industry before, but having a fresh idea and being able to work together is really how we can move forward. And one of the other things we realized is it is not for everyone. So If you're thinking that you're going to start from scratch and do all these things, it might not be for you. Find someone within the produce world that might be close to working on this with, with you or within your demographics, your arena, um, and then you can reach out to them and see how you can partner with them uh, together. Now, Adaptation and transformation uh, was the first workshop uh, that I jumped into today at the 11 o'clock hour. And you know what? I was really upset that I was not able to check out any of the other coffee talks. But I will tell you, some of these coffee talks were just pretty intense uh, sessions that you were able to talk with people and understand uh, their perspectives on the industry. So adaptation and transformation, the future of produce food service distribution i jumped into this call you know so when the food service sector collapsed overnight in march uh distributors scrambled to redirect their product and uh reinvent their business models heck i got a buddy that was doing this also and he has created some pretty cool things from this over in houston so shout out to my buddy brent Ward at brother produce but let's hear what some of these guys had to say and girls so we had a ceo um, board of directors, business development managers, managing partners. I mean, geez, we had a list of some pretty cool experience subject matter experts from companies such as Pacific Coast Fruit, uh, Piazza Produce, uh, and more that were talking about the future of the industry. And, you know, everybody was saying the very first thing that happened was everybody looked at their inventory. What's happening with inventory? Well, will inventory be? Uh, there's holidays coming up. There's big promotions coming up. Easter's on the way. There was so much uncertainty, so much, and it was a busy time of the year. So some were saying in the first time in 80 years, they finally realized that they have a marketing budget and they're gonna start using that marketing budget uh, to obtain new customers. You know, people are starting to engage uh, differently and they're getting better at it. So some of these thoughts were they had to look for caring for the community in a different way outside of their traditional customer within the food service industry. And a lot of that happened with being able to pair with people to give away uh, free donations, boxes of produce, you know, being a outlet for them to distribute and working with local food banks to be able to help. Uh, create these plans with meals and feeding america so there has been a lot going on developing new storefronts you know how to order locations volunteers of delivering food i mean lions and tigers and bears oh my i mean people think our job's easy for some reason you know it's not so uh, kudos to all the food service and to all the restaurants that are out there making a difference on helping within our community and learning about the future of where you guys are moving forward when, you know, America opens again. So after listening for about 30 minutes and taking some really good notes, I jumped into the future of fresh produce in schools, a state agency perspective. I was very interested in that because, as I've told you all, my wife is a teacher, and we follow up on this a lot. So I'm always asking her questions. What's happening in schools? Hey, w- what do they serve in there? You know, and, I, and if you look on the Instagram page, we have some pictures posted of what Hillsborough County gets in the schools, uh, what pertains to fruits and vegetables. I take a picture of that. Check out our Instagram page. Um, but they are, they're trying to raise more money for schools in 2020. Um, they're staying connected. Uh, they're keeping meal services over the summer. That was a big if of how they were gonna do that. Um, being able to go pick up for the, you know, the lunches, the free lunch programs, you know, the transition in March 13 happened. It happened very quick. The transition to closure from, you know, school to summer happened as well. But the summer food server programs, as I'm hearing, are still continuing and still getting meal services through the schools. So certain districts across the country and now uh, were in their traditional summer, but they're still continuing the food program. So again, we commend them and applaud them as well for getting uh, fresh produce, uh, fruits and vegetables to our children. We got to make sure that we keep fruits and vegetables in the school systems. Now, remember, I think that that if we hit another wave of COVID and I heard this in this session is that we're hoping to be better equipped on how to pivot and look for more partners to communicate, make better connections, and work and thrive together oh my gosh music to my ears as you know i am the author of millennial boom which is helping millennials and boomers thrive together in life and work but not just those two generations all generations so i loved it and that continues to look at local making better right relationships with local produce and local people across all industries and speaking of industries Let's connect with Samantha Gaden, the International Development Manager of Connecting Food, who is an exhibitor and a sponsor of United Fresh Live. Welcome to the show, Samantha. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. You know, it's awesome in this virtual world. I have met so many new people through virtual reality. And I'm going to say this. People are like, wait a minute, but there's LinkedIn, there's Instagram, there's all these other things that you could be connecting on. And I say, yeah, I agree. but there needed to be something within our industry to connect us a little bit better. And there's other applications that are out there, but I don't think you and I would have met just on LinkedIn. I don't think we would have found each other. And if we did, it would have been by chance. So I'm glad to have you here.
2: Yeah, thank you. I, do, I definitely agree. I don't think our paths would have crossed in our normal everyday lives um, without having this kind of virtual event. So it's uh, it's been really fantastic to connect with people like yourself in a really different way, in a really unique way that wouldn't have happened otherwise.
1: I 100% agree. So, Samantha, uh, you were the International uh, Development Manager over at Connecting Food. Um, Could you give us just a brief overview of yourself and your company so our listeners know?
2: Sure. So, I am originally from Minnesota, actually, but right now I'm speaking to you from France. Uh, I live in Paris uh, half of the year and in the U.S. half of the year, um, helping develop our business in the U.S. So, uh, I guess there's worse places to be quarantined um, <laughs> than Paris, but um, I'm really looking forward to getting back to the U.S. as soon as the the borders open up again. And uh, a lot of my role is really helping Connecting Food uh, really spread their message of how blockchain can be can be used and can be leveraged to help companies really respond to the growing demands of consumers uh, for transparency within our supply chains and for the products that they that they eat. Um, so Connecting Food is a blockchain-based solution that provides producers, brands, and retailers end-to-end supply chain traceability. And we use our industry knowledge to really leverage that data to help showcase uh, our clients' information to consumers, And for us that happens via a QR code and a web app. Uh, I think everyone today knows that blockchain renders data immutable. So what's really unique about connecting food versus some of the other blockchain solutions out there is our ability to digitally audit uh, the data prior to recording it on the blockchain. So what this does is ensure that for every single batch, the information is always 100% accurate and then our clients can feel comfortable being really transparent with consumers or with their B2B clients. And today, oh, do you have a question?
1: I did. So wait a minute. I just wanted to stop that. So you're saying that you guys actually perform a real time audit before all the information is placed on the system?
2: Yep, because I think, you know, kind of garbage in, garbage out is is the theory. So if you've got bad information going on the blockchain, that bad information is going to be there forever, and it's going to be there for whoever you want to share it with. So for us, um, with our founders coming from the food industry, they had over 40 years of experience, and they realized pretty early on when they were looking at blockchain and how it could be leveraged for the food industry, they, they just thought, gosh, you know, I wouldn't feel comfortable sharing my data without having that confidence that it's 100% accurate. So they came up with this idea of being able to digitally audit and compare uh, each batch to its product specifications. And in that sense, that allows us to raise real-time alerts so that companies can take action before the product actually gets out to the market.
1: I love it. I love it. You know, I've got a buddy uh, that is in blockchain technology as well. Um, I'm not going to introduce him because I'm letting you steal the show today, right? Um, But I I think it's a great idea. I think it's great tracking. I think a lot of companies should uh, adapt this really quickly. um, So they have that, as Lori Taylor says, that seed to smile transaction, right? You'll be able to um, have a full supply chain uh, analytics and data from the seed all the way up to the consumer. So I think it's really great uh, what blockchain is doing. I love the technology aspect into the agricultural industry because I think that is where we are going. So let's get some other things out of the way. How is this virtual showcase going for you? Can you sound like you're in a great mood? It's the fifth day of United Fresh. I'm on my first cup of coffee. I'm a little exhausted. I told you I've been I've been up from like eight AM every day to one AM between going through the show, editing the podcast. But what about you? How's it going for you?
2: It's been going great. We've had so many visitors. Uh, we were fortunate enough to have been selected to do a tech talk on how blockchain can reassure consumers post COVID. And that's really driven a lot of traffic to our booth. Um, and we've really been enjoying trying out this new virtual format. Uh, I think like everyone, you know, kind of getting your feet, trying to figure out how to best to interact with people. But uh, I think the fact that it has been online has really opened up the the platform to the world. Actually, I've noticed a a lot of international visitors coming to our booth, looking at what we're doing. And I think that might not necessarily have been the case had it been um, an in-person event.
1: Yeah, I do agree. I mean, I love the human to human interaction and every single episode, during this, I've talked about human-to-human interaction, but I do agree with you. I think this is a good way uh, to set off the future in communicating. Now, I do have to tell you, because that, that was sounded like one of your favorite things in there, too. You know what I mean? It sounded like you ha- that was a favorite, um, but I'm, I'm looking at this long-term and going, yeah, we're exhausted. Yeah, the showcase is doing great, but can it be sustained long-term, like we were talking off the mic? Should it be five days over, you know, it be in three days? So, what is your least favorite thing about the show? Because I kind of gave you mine, you know, being exhausted for the people. What's your least favorite thing about the show so far?
2: Yeah, I would agree with you in that sense. I mean, five days is a long time. Of course, over here, we're dealing with the time difference as well. So running pretty late into the night for us if we want to keep our booth uh, really staffed and active. Um, but like you, I, if I'm honest, I really miss the human contact. Uh, So many events have been canceled this year. And while we're really, truly grateful to United Fresh for making this colossal effort to to switch to a virtual format, um, in my heart of hearts, I love going to conferences and trade shows. And I really, I miss having the opportunity to meet people face to face. Um, So the biggest challenge is, yeah, probably trying to figure out how to connect people in the right way in this digital, um, digital format.
1: I agree with you. And I think the one tip I can give everyone is be authentic as you can. Just like if you're on Facebook, Instagram, Snap, any of the other platforms, LinkedIn. Um, again, no, try not to spam. Try not to do anything to where it's going to annoy people. Uh, do something to where it's authentic. If you like the booth, uh, tell them about their booth. Tell them about why you like it. Tell them why you're there. Tell them why you spent time at their booth so long. Um, don't just do the walk by like at the show and go, Oh, I just don't do apples. I'm going to go that way. Oh, I don't do asparagus. Oh, I don't do tech. Check it out. Learn something new that you wouldn't have if you were just walking the show, looking for traditional opportunity. Opportunity is passed every day when we're not looking for it. So that is what I would say. But I want to hear from you, Samantha, what kind of opportunity can you give some of our attendees since you've been here for the last five days? We'd like to hear from you.
2: Those are really great tips, by the way, about how how to best interact with booths. Um, I would say if you're interested in blockchain, but want it explained in terms that make sense to you, um, since we're all from the food industry, we can speak your language and I would say we're, we're able to, glad to help you out and answer any questions you would have. Um, and for anyone who's interested in dipping their toes in blockchain, we have a really skilled in-house team uh, that allows our clients to run um, kind of nice test and learn experiences in a short period of time and for a reasonable price. for People who are really wanting to just try out blockchain get an idea of what it could do without having to really commit to a huge uh, gigantic long-term project. And we also have a special, post-COVID offer that is really focused on fruits and vegetables and is designed to help producers and retailers prove the origins of products to consumers. So looking at trying to restore confidence in our food systems um, and really reassure consumers regarding sourcing and helping them um, just feel confident that they're feeding their family in a healthy way.
1: I love it. I love it. Great opportunity. And listen, if you have not checked out Connecting to Foods Booth, I'm here right now. Samantha's online right now. So this is double coverage right now that we're on together. We're on the Zoom together and I'm on the platform together. So check it out. They're About Us has things all about connecting food and the number one blockchain in Europe to third party transparency. They've got cool pictures. They've got cool chats check out their booth go over get a hold of samantha and see what blockchain technology is all about so samantha i appreciate you coming on the show today and i look forward to connecting with you more after united fresh live
2: definitely hope we can meet one day in person as well
1: it was great to hear from samantha and also shows you uh, where people are coming from she was over in paris france so that was actually pretty cool to confirm and see some of the other countries that were involved in the united fresh live showcase we're going to hear from another exhibitor here shortly um, but today was a short day Uh, we were done at one o'clock today we jumped in after the workshops to the closing or general session of the closing session but as i said it really wasn't a closing it was more like a see you next week There was a couple cool announcements. You know, Tom Stencil got on and talked a lot. It was more of a panel going over what's happening. Um, There was a lot of people on that from Western Growers to the CPMA to the Produce Marketing Association. So there was a lot of people on here about how to work together, working together. And listen, if you don't think it's possible to work together, it's just like everything else step up and talk and communicate to get your voice heard, to see if you're able to work and thrive together with all of these people. Because if we sit behind the scenes and complain and don't talk with everybody and communicate, nothing's going to get done, nothing at all. So we got to focus on opportunities. we got to focus on creating jobs for our people within the produce and supply chain industry. And all of us need to work together. And that's what I really got from that closing session today is that work together. Now, one thing that was brought up that it was saying that content is king. I want to be very clear to everyone. Content has been king always. Gary Vee has said it very best every single day in his life, whether you're a baker, whether you're a pencil sharpener, whether you're a candle maker, a welder, content, content, content. So I hope I can inspire you to build as much content within your organization as possible while you're in this COVID-19 time and use it for innovation and creativity. Because I guarantee you, you will see your company rise and thrive in areas that you have never seen before. So what's cool about this is listening to Michael and Tom close out the United Fresh Live Hour, not the United Fresh Live Hour. Uh, showcase or virtual event they talked about education They talked about marketing and they talked about connectivity these were all learning lessons that was happening Uh, Tom went on to say that over 12,500 registered for this event and on the site more than 7,000 were live at the same time and over 1,000 in general sessions and workshops were with 200 people in all the receptions and you know what I think that did prove a way to connect. At some of these sessions, we weren't able to see the numbers, so we have to rely that United Fresh has given us the most accurate information possible. I checked throughout the whole day, and it was accurate to see about 1,700 to about 1,900 participants. Now, I wasn't on all day monitoring this, but if you take that number, take it and divide it by the 7,000 and split it up through hours throughout the day, you figure there was about 2,000 every few hours on the site leading up to about that 7,000 live numbers. So now at we're all 12,500 registers on, we're going to find out. But guess what? We're not wanting to figure that out. If they want to be on and they registered, that's what they're there for. As Michael said, you want to turn your badge around and walk around, that's fine that's fine but you won't get as many connections as the person that's got their camera on their chat boxes on and ready to communicate so I thought that was very very special and then talking about goals in the community and bringing everybody together learn together build together and be a business together as well as we had some fun this week am I right and speaking of fun. Let's hear from Ron Cardi, the Senior Vice President of Customer Engagement at Quick Locks. We had a chance to meet on the platform, so let's get Ron on the line. Hi, Ron. Welcome to the show today.
3: Well, thank you, Patrick.
1: Hey, great to meet you at United Fresh Live. This virtual conference has definitely got all of us kind of pivoting and moving
3: and learning this new virtual world, wouldn't you say? Well, It it certainly has, and the one thing it shows us is we have to be very adaptable and flexible and not get boxed into old ways of thinking.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. So I appreciate it. It was great to connect to you. Now, if you don't know, Ron Cardi is the SVP of Customer Engagement at QuickLog. So, uh, Ron, why don't you give a brief description about yourself and the company for our listeners?
3: Absolutely, well, QuickLock's heritage goes back 65 years. We started in the Yakima Valley in 1954, and really it was produce that was the genesis of the company. New packaging innovations led to the need to close those bags, which led to our founder, Floyd Paxton, creating the QuickLock. 65 years later, here we are. Um, And today we have six plants around the globe, and selling almost 100 countries patrick and i'm i'm responsible for all the sales marketing and customer service globally
1: man that's fantastic it sounds like you got a pretty cool job though i mean you get to work with 100 different countries i mean that's fantastic right i mean that's cool
3: it is cool and and normally it entails a whole lot of travel not oh, travel man. I was gonna
1: say probably not traveling. Well, listen, let's talk a little bit about this virtual showcase that's going on. How is it going for you? How's the exhibitor booth going? How was the show? I mean, how is it? Tell me about it. You know,
3: it it actually has been a wonderful learning experience for us. Um, you know, we got behind it early on. The, you know, the virtual booth is really very cool to look at. It's a great platform. Um, we took advantage of some. Um, social media tools we have and did advanced mailings to customers, inviting them to the booth, Um, we have really been pleased with it so far.
1: That's really good. And, you know, uh, Michael from Baldor said that too uh, in one of the sessions is like, what did you do to get your customer to your booth? You can't just expect, uh, just like Facebook and Instagram, you can't just expect to go on the platform and people to find you you have to reach out and authentically communicate as well. So like you said, you reached out beforehand. You did customer engagement. So it seemed like you had a pretty good time at the booth. So let's talk about this. What was your favorite moment at United Fresh Live?
3: Well, I'm going to say our favorite thing, and I'm going to give kudos to United Fresh. They took a huge risk um, by doing this. Were people going to sign up for it? Were exhibitors going to sign up for it? And what we found is, you know, the whole thing has been very user friendly. They found a great platform for us. Um, it was eye appealing and it has been a very good platform for us. So to me, that's kind of the most exciting and the favorite thing we've seen is, is how well United Fresh has put this together.
1: That's fantastic to hear. You know, it is interesting. And I've told a lot of people, I've been to a few virtual showcases, uh, not just within the produce industry, but other industries as well. And it's a leap of faith is what's happening right now. Because Uh, Some companies are going to be going under because they're not taking that change or that leap of faith into something new. So, I mean, I do. I do commend everyone that's taking that new leap of faith and trying to do something, right? We said in one of the breakout rooms um, in Coffee Talk earlier today, which was like, start ugly. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not going to be perfect, but if you just start ugly, you'll be able to get to where you're going a lot faster than doing nothing.
3: And and innovation has been a hallmark of quick And to us, this is really just another form of innovation.
1: I love it. I love it. And, and we've seen a lot of tech companies here at this show. We had the, I mean, there's always tech companies, but look how they were able to supersede. If you look at their booths, how they were set up too, um, I mean, you could tell a difference in some of these booths. I know I did. So let's go back to this. So what was your least favorite thing about the United Fresh Live? Because, again, we probably all have a little bit of feedback on how we can better move forward within technology.
3: Well, the least favorite thing for me is no face-to-face interaction. You know, not being able to have that conversation. I mean, it's great having this conversation with you, Patrick, but it's not the same as, you know, being next to you and, and looking you in the eye.
1: And having a good, genuine smile, good, genuine laugh, good, genuine handshake, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I do agree with you. So that, that might be a lot of the least favorite on the list. But beyond that, what are some opportunities that you can provide for our attendees and anybody that's listening on the show today?
3: Well, what's really been great is, is we have a pretty good library of videos that talk about our sustainability goals and some of the innovations we have. Even at a, a live show, not as many people who come to your booth take advantage to look at those videos. Here, on their own time, they have that opportunity. They can see how QuickLock is part of a total packaging solution that helps to cut down on food waste, which is a huge contributor to greenhouse gas emissions. It helps keep you know, products fresh and safe. And so in many ways, a virtual show allows our customers or potential customers a better opportunity to see some of those videos and tools we put out there.
1: You're 100% right. And I viewed a lot of those videos. So that is a great point. And listen, if you have not stopped by the Quick Lock booth yet, then you need to. Look, I got tongue tied on that, Ron the Quick Lock booth. If you haven't stopped by, go check it out. Now remember, this platform is open until September 1st, 2020. So you are still able to engage, check out these videos, check out any documents to download and still connect with everybody that was at the United Fresh show this week. So Ron, I appreciate you coming on the show today and I loved hearing your thoughts and communication on the United Fresh live
3: show. Well, Patrick, thank you for the invitation. Did you know
1: that National Onion Day is June 27, 2020? Let's hear from one of our sponsors, Shea Myers with the Heat Produce. Hey guys, Shea with the YU, he's coming to you from our California operations here in Los Banos, California, and you did you know that June 27th is National Onion Day? That's right. June the 27th is the day of the onion. So, What can I tell you about onions that you maybe don't know? Well, the trick that I'm going to tell you for the summer, don't tell everyone because I'll get in trouble, is every yellow onion in the summertime is a sweet onion. Save yourself some money. So get those onions, chop them up, eat them raw,
4: and enjoy your sweet onion. Enjoy National Onion Day, and take care. We'll see you.
1: And now back to the Produce Industry Podcast. Well, that was fantastic to hear from Ron Carty at QuickLocks, as well as Shea Meyer from Oahe Produce. Don't forget, June 27th is National Onion Day. Now, let's hear from one more exhibitor before I give you some of my overall feedback of United Fresh Live. From Royal Force Systems, we have Lance Fisher, who was already previously on the podcast, as well as Gaspar Roca. So let's get them on the line. Hey Gaspar, hey Lance, welcome to the show today.
4: Hey, thanks for having us, appreciate it.
1: Well, I can tell you, you know, being at day five of United Fresh Live, this is the first, I would say, three-way conversation that I've had. I've done a lot of one-way interviews, but now the first three-way, so hey, I appreciate both of you being on the line, for sure. Absolutely, yeah. So, it's day five of United Fresh Live, Royal Four Systems was an exhibitor here. Um, first of all, before we get into that, um, can you give the listeners an overview brief of who Royal Four is and both Lance and uh, Gasper, your positions?
4: Sure. Um, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll speak on behalf of Royal Four. I'm Lance Fisher. I'm the Director of Global um, Supply Chain Solutions. And Royal Four provides real-time supply chain management technology and logistics solutions for multinational operations. We've been doing that for nearly the last uh, forty years. Gasper, want to introduce yourself?
5: Absolutely. Um, so I'm Gasper Laraca, and I am with the sales development team uh, at Force Systems. Um, you know, Lance certainly gave an overview of us. Uh, I think I can also add that um, we're really interested in sharing you know our mission through our core values with you know a growing um group of partners and that's where i come in
4: great yeah he's he's i depend on him let let me tell you to um help bridge meetings and and um and and obviously um opportunities for sure
1: well i can see why because gasper and i were in a few coffee sessions and workshops throughout the week and uh, I can see what you're saying. He had some good points and conversations. He talked about core values and a lot of other things that Royal Four Systems uh, does. And I remember, Gasper, this morning you even stumped the audience. They didn't want to answer a question uh, about who is to take the liability for what and this department does what. Do you remember that?
5: Well, I, I, maybe I want to answer you by saying that I'm not so sure if they were stumped. It did take them a moment, but I think that they rose to the occasion or at least Um, some of those folks did because they understood that what I was trying to get at was really owning your business and I'll say that you know many times people use that phrase to just be synonymous with just go and do something like you're not being productive enough so sometimes someone will say the phrase own it to mean that but I think that the group was really trying to get after something different. Because I think that that group was really trying, and at least this was my question to them, which was going forward, how now that we have brought this community together at United Fresh, the challenge is how will we interact with one another? Who will take a step to go outside of their comfort zone and, and approach a partner that they might not have or think about their business in a way that they haven't before. And they're being forced to do that because of the current circumstances.
1: 100%. And you made me smile when we were on the line because we had just talked in a previous conversation a couple days before, remember? So um, I do agree with you. They did rise to the occasion. And I think that everybody's looking to learn from this experience. So speaking of that, let's talk about some positive uh, interactions. What was your guys' favorite thing at the show, starting with Lance?
4: The favorite thing was um, being able to utilize United um, Fresh Live as a as, as the platform for me to talk with um, a grower that I've been trying to meet with, and um, I was just delighted when, um, after months of me reaching out, that they showed up to our booth event, and um, I just the CEO, the CEO as well as the COO of that company both showed up, so. So, um, I don't think that, um, I, I think we could probably progress the relationship faster now, thanks to the United Fresh um, Expo. And, th- and that's what we all hope for, right, is to get real opportunities um, when, we're, when we're at these type of events, especially a virtual event. Yeah, I was, I was real pleased.
5: Agreed. Gasper. what about you? Yeah, I thought that the format um, was compelling from the perspective of being able to really Hear the story of you know someone who was an exhibitor, and I'll say probably the most impact for me was you know an exhibitor who had a video. Not everyone had that. Um, some of them had documents that were you know rich documents, including uh, World Force Systems. But what I will say is everyone had the ability to you know really kind of tell their stories simply, and because it was a digital format. You could be a nomad and really just, you know, sort of cruise through those um, exhibits in a way that you might not be able to do. um, If it was a live event because, you know, you have to kind of navigate aisles and, you know, there's a certain floor space and you only have a certain amount of time, but because of the digital format, you're really able to briefly touch on um, a lot of folks.
1: I like it. So, Gasper, while you're still going, what about your uh, least favorite thing about the show? We all have a couple least favorite because we've all provided a little bit of feedback here and there. What is something that we could give feedback because, obviously, we want to grow this system together?
5: Okay. I'll definitely um, uh, jump upon that to say that probably least favorite for me uh, was the way that the chat function was executed. Um, Not necessarily Really in and of itself, um, but I found that you know you would begin a chat with someone, and then um, because it's hard to understand whether or not they're really engaged on the platform, you know, so it is virtual, right? And that's the nature of that beast, which is to say that you're kind of sending out a signal and hoping that someone responds, but you know they may be on you know, a lunch break or doing something else, or you know not attentive at their computer uh, or their device at that moment. Um, so I understand why that function plays out the way that it does. Um, But I will say that's a distinction from how it would be in real life, right? Because in real life, you'd engage with someone, and even if um, there really wasn't a lot for them to talk to you about, they'd probably tell you that, right? They'd probably say like, oh, that's great, but, um, you know, I'm not in that business space or, you know, I really uh, am here to look at this functionality, and and your team doesn't necessarily fit that. So um, I think that's, I'm going to leave it there.
1: Hey, no, that's a good point. And, you know, one of the things that uh, I'll talk about a little bit later is how did it feel when you sent a message and you got a message back saying, this person declined. So, Lance, what about you? What was your least favorite thing about the show and uh, any feedback?
4: Yeah, you know, um, I I thought that the um, timeliness to to COVID and obviously transitioning everything over to um, a virtual environment so quickly um, I found it to be incredibly innovative of United Fresh, but I will say that it was almost ahead of its time, and so I just wonder um, how many people from a from a traffic perspective, yeah, maybe they 've gone in and out of the general sessions and so forth. Our, our traffic at the booth wasn 't what I had hoped, so um, I just wonder if, if, if you know them pulling the trigger on this was just a little bit too soon you know, is the world ready for this type of an expo? I think that question is still being answered, right?
1: I definitely agree. Um, just like I was in one of the sessions earlier that Gasper was in. Um, you know what, though? We got to start somewhere. We got to start ugly, right? Absolutely. I mean, so I think that's a good appreciation to, you know, like I was telling you, the International Pineapple Organization hold, held a virtual conference with Second Life, and they did it, right? Now United Fresh Live is doing it. So that's kind of how I look at it. And I agree there was a lot of uh, negatives, positives, feedback. I mean, no one wants to hear it all, and we're not here to complain about it. Um, But, yeah, I mean, we want to talk about it so that way this system or this process is improved. And do I think that there – does there need to be a virtual showcase every year? I think there should be something. So, listen, like I said, we can go on and on. Let's talk opportunities. What kind of opportunities, guys, can we give our United Fresh Live – right? Exhibitors, attendees, as well as the listeners on our podcast. So Lance, can you go first and talk about any opportunities uh, from Royal Ford that can be provided out there to the industry?
4: One of the things that uh, we offer at Royal Ford Systems is fourth generation language. And what that means is, is that any person, you know, supervisor within the environment could be trained as a super user. And what that means is, is that they don't have to be a coder and um, our systems recognize um, English and Spanish. So that's one of the things that that will end up happening when somebody engages with us is that they'll be able to literally change processes on the fly in real time. It's it's probably the most, you know, uh, the biggest opportunity that, That um, anyone coming by our booth that's interested in this type of technology to be able to gain control of their inventory is our fourth generation language um, capability. Um, And their inability, not inability, but their um, you know, they don't need to to be a coder or call us um, for customer support. They can handle it all on their own.
1: Ease of use. I love it. So, uh, Gasper, what about you? Any opportunities out there that you could provide to the audience and to the listeners?
5: Yeah, I'm glad you um, put this through in the way that you have, because what I want to say to that, and this is tying in some of what you and I experienced on our breakout room calls, um, which is that, you know, at World Force Systems, we write that software, and we develop it. And so speaking about maybe, for example, an opportunity, I would probably you know say to someone who was engaging uh, with our team, i might have a question for them and i think some of the central questions would be you know what would it mean for your business if you could have real-time predictive analytics and be able to share information forwards and backwards and on our breakout uh calls uh, sections i'm sorry of zoom you know we certainly talked about things like recalls and um you know folks having to sh- share information you know one up one down and maybe even longer than that in the supply chain. So that's a key question that I'd have for someone, and that's a key capability that the team at Royal Four Systems brings, which is we write our own product, and we're able to connect you throughout that chain and have uh, give you the ability to have real-time data insights and also flexibility to share information. And I know that the community is hungry for that, And so I would certainly begin to engage in that type of an opportunity.
1: I love it. Well, if you haven't had a chance to visit the Royal Fort booth yet, remember this platform is going to be up online until September 1st, 2020. So you're going to be able to still see the videos, see the documents, check out everything about the booth. Heck, even the Produce Industry podcast is on that website too, because Lance Fisher has done an, his own segment on the podcast talking all things about royal four systems. So if you haven't heard that yet, I would check that out along with checking out their booth. So gentlemen, I appreciate you coming on the show today, sharing your experiences, your industry knowledge, and just having a good old-fashioned uh, fun on the podcast.
5: Thanks Amelia million, doctor. Appreciate it. Very much so. Very humble. Thank you.
1: It's great to hear from some of the exhibitors. It gives a real outlook of what they're going through and what is going on through their eyes. I mean, as an attendee, I couldn't give you the exhibitor outlook. I could just tell you how I feel about this session. Now, I know a lot of you have been waiting for that, trying to figure out what is my rating on this United Fresh Live. And earlier, I called one of my buddies and had a long conversation with him about the last five days. So I'm gonna go ahead and give my rating As an overall platform, as we look at education, learning, creativity, and starting ugly, well, United Fresh, you got a five from me. You got a five from the Produce Industry Podcast. Uh, We were excited to see everything that went on in the showcase all week And again, I didn't even get a chance to visit all the booths, so I will still be using the platform uh, for another month or so or throughout the summer uh, to keep researching and keep seeing and looking for opportunities. So again, I really appreciate the time that was spent. I think it was an easy platform to access. I think the feedback, I think a lot of things that you guys will get in the future will help build this program and build this platform for years to come. I think that as we move into the post COVID world and we get back into meeting, I still think there can be an opportunity to have a virtual showcase throughout the year for attendees that could not come. So before we let you go, let's get Mary Coppola on the line from United Fresh to get some of her final thoughts on how the program and show went. Hi Mary, great to have you on the show today.
0: Hey, Patrick, thanks for having me.
1: Are you exhausted yet?
0: <laughs> you know, a five-day virtual show should have been less exhausting, but I think for anybody that attended this week, uh, we're all feeling a little bit of the, the Friday funk, definitely.
1: Yeah, for sure. And if you listen to the podcast all week long of me covering this day-by-day, play-by-play, I talk about flexing uh, one of the largest muscles in our bodies. Uh, which is our brain. And that's what we did this week. Um, we flexed our brain. Uh, we hard, We did, did all that heavy lifting with our brain. I mean, think about it. There was 25, 35, 45 videos, right? I mean, video after video that we were going through between the booths, uh, between the Zoom calls. I mean, it was education. It was learning. I mean, think about it. I mean, this whole process was probably uh, one of the most unique experiences that I've seen in a very long time. So, um, great job. But before we get into that, uh, and talk about some of these things, um, let's, let's give our listeners a brief overview of, um, yourself and the organization that you're representing.
0: Sure. Yeah. So I'm Mary Coppola. I am the vice president of marketing and communications at United fresh produce association. I've been with the organization for about six years now and you know, we're a 25 person trade association. I think sometimes folks don't realize how uh, small and scrappy we can be, but we are a national association representing the fresh produce industry. Everyone from from the grower in the field, all the way up to the retail food service or school food service business where consumers get their fresh produce. And so it was really important for us uh, this week through Covid to be able to still engage and gather our community and and we feel we did that with United Fresh Live, so I'm excited to recap it with you today.
1: yeah, it's awesome and uh, listening to the session today at noon, I'm not gonna say it's a closing session because it's really not i mean it's not <laughs> no. this isn't the last day, right? This is gonna be more to come. And I think that that's how you left it at one o'clock, right? It really wasn't a closing. It was more like a thank you and more like a, we'll see you next week. Am I right?
0: Absolutely. Today was day five, not day done. It's time to uh, look forward. We're obviously going to take a break this weekend, but we'll be right back on the platform next week. And Patrick, I know you've shared with your listeners uh, over the past four days that United Fresh Live platform is available until September 1st. And so the way I'm looking at it right now is that all that content, all the hours of United Fresh Education and the on-demand content and all those exhibitors booths, that's live all summer now. Folks can go in and and the platform's really becoming this, this resource, right? You can go in and you can search products, you can search services, you can search companies, and you can gain all this knowledge. So we can flex that brain muscle all summer if we want.
1: Oh, it's true. And you know what? Some of us are going to do it. I, I could be honest with you. I did not get through all of the booths between all of the content and then doing yeah. interviews in between. I didn't get to everything. I'm going to be real with you. I mean, I think I got nine badges. I'm still below the 20, right? Like being in 20th <laughs> place, but I know I'm not going to be able to get up there because I did not attend the Cornell uh, certificate programs, which I wasn't educated enough on beforehand to know about those. So that was my fault in not looking at those advertisements and looking how to get into those. Yeah. But it was still kind of cool though because I'm sitting here trying to, to get up on the list and communicate with people and, and do all these fun, uh, fun, and exciting things. And there was a lot of people, as I said yesterday on the podcast, how many people were actually active who was on and so forth. So, let's talk about this. What was your favorite thing mm-hmm. of United Fresh Live all week besides listening to the podcast?
0: So, I think that's a great question and I've actually given this a lot of thought because we were pleasantly surprised by the kind of interactions that took place in our coffee talks and our receptions. And so, of course, that's where you and I met online finally too. If you think about what we're craving as an industry, which is this in-person connectivity. And going into United Fresh Live this week, a lot of folks were concerned that that was going to be missing. How can you do that on a virtual platform? But anybody that attended a coffee talk or a reception did get the experience of connecting one-on-one and looking someone in the eye and having conversations and networking in an environment that we would not have expected. So that was by far my favorite, um, surprise of the experience this week. You
1: know, definitely in my top five, for sure. I a hundred percent agree with you. I think that connectivity was different than mm-hmm. what it would normally be. Like I said, cause normally when you're at a coffee talk or a show, you go sit with your friends, you sit with people you right. do business with some of these people I have never contacted with before. And for, for a uh, good reason, right? Some of these were school districts. Um, I right. mean, some of these were, uh, people that we had no idea there were chefs that probably we wouldn't have gone and talked to. Yeah. So what I think this did is unite the industry a little bit more in a way of the future and how we communicate.
0: I like what That's you what, did there.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I really do. Yeah. So um, let's go. Let's go. Let's move forward though everybody was giving feedback, right? And trust me, I saw it at the help desk. I thought, why isn't this happening? How do I get to here? I even got emails from people saying, hey, I heard you knew how to do this. Can you help me navigate here? Yeah, so many comments on the five tips, but listen, what was the least favorite thing of the show? What, what would you say, what do you think is an uh, opportunity to be improved for the upcoming years? Instead of a least favorite, what's an opportunity to, to fix?
0: You know, we have a lot of opportunities across this platform. Some are technology-driven. Some are user-driven. Some um, really fall on us from a planning perspective. But I think what the benefit is is that we have the opportunity ahead of us to address those challenges, right? This wasn't a one-and-done. We didn't all pack up our booths at the end of the day today and say, well, that that was good, but on to the next one. The benefit is that we have time now and resources to go back in and take that feedback and start making some of those changes so we can improve the the process and we can improve the the situation for folks. So, you know, I know we're talking about what was the challenge, but at the same time, I think it's a tremendous opportunity and we're really looking forward to it and we're up for it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I do agree because like I said, just like what we talked off the Mike, it was like, we all yeah. get feedback every which way, right? We we do, no matter what it's in, right? I mean, our parents give us feedback, our kids give us feedback. So no matter what, we started something new. And I said earlier in one of the coffee talks, listen, you got to start ugly. And one of my friends has a book called Start <laughs> Ugly. It's a timeless tale of innovation. And then listen, just like a farmer, we call them all of our children and no farmer has any ugly children. They're all diamonds, right? Yeah. So, we gotta start somewhere. We start ugly as we say, but doesn't mean it's ugly. And I think United Fresh did that. They started at a place where it was an easy, accessible system. It wasn't too complicated. The app was, you know, wasn't an app that was complicated. It was very user-friendly. So I do appreciate that. And if you did not check out the United Fresh, they have a total of four booths on the on the site. So I suggest checking all of those out, checking out United Fresh. And if you are on the podcast and you were not a part of United Fresh Live, I will tell you, check out their website. Check out what they have to offer. As I always say, everything is from me and from the heart. But I do suggest to check this out because I had a great week at United Fresh Live, Mary. Uh, You reached out a few times. I had great conversations with a lot of the staff at United Fresh as well. So I want to say thank you uh, to you and to your entire team at United Fresh.
0: Patrick, thank you so much. It's relationships like this that we were hoping people would build. And even as staff, we built some of our own new relationships. So I'll look forward to seeing you on the platform for the rest of the summer. I appreciate it.
1: That's a given. You will see me there. So I appreciate you joining the Produce Industry Podcast. And thank you
0: so much. Great. Take care. Thank you.
1: Well, everyone, that's a wrap for me. I am signing off after five days of United Fresh Live coverage. It was great to hear from the exhibitors, attendees, and United Fresh. And remember, this platform is open until September 1st, 2020. And don't you forget, I will be doing a midsummer review to see how the program's going, checking in with United Fresh exhibitors and attendees as well so we will see you in the fields or on the horizon
0: you've been listening to the produce industry podcast with patrick kelly be sure to subscribe on itunes or anchor to get new fresh weekly episodes for more please follow us on instagram and facebook at the produce industry podcast until next time see you in the fields or on the horizon